All right, there we go. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Pelicans. No lottery luck for New Orleans, but the eighth pick isn't a bad consolation prize. Thank you very much, Los Angeles Lakers. Let's talk about it in today's live episode. I see the chat here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts, and on YouTube, where we are live right now, streaming the show live. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for joining me here. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. And of course, thank you for making, yes, we might get a better Locked On, uh, here in a second. Um, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Again, available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube, leave a five-star review with a comment. Tell a friend about the show. You can leave reviews now on Spotify as well. And of course, keep commenting down below here. Um, now that I'm doing this for the first time, we can try and do these more. I have like the capabilities for it. It's pretty fun here. Um, give me a little bit of a break. This is the first time I'm doing this live. So there's bound to be a hiccup or two. I probably need like an intro video for one, like a waiting screen would have been good. Um, but thanks for everyone being here. Pelicans picking eighth. So here's going to be the rundown for today's show. We're going to talk about the eighth pick in the lottery for the Pelicans here. Segment two, after the ad reads in the break, we're going to talk about what they could do with it. In the third segment, I'm going to try and take your listener questions here. I can see the chat on my screen. There we go. I can make it a little bit bigger and try and interact with you all for a little bit. We'll probably go the usual 20 to 25 minutes. Then I got to go watch the Celtics Heat game because I'm doing Locked On NBA tomorrow and I need to talk about that one. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Cool to do these live react in the moment here with y'all. So let's just kind of dive right on into everything with it. So the Pelicans didn't have the lottery luck we were hoping for. Eighth pick overall isn't a bad consolation prize. You know, I was just doing the locked on NBA live kind of hangout chat thing that we had. And everyone was like, do the Pelicans really need this? Are they more likely to trade this? Because they don't really need a draft pick in a situation like this. They just made the playoffs, right? And clearly, you don't often see very many uh, playoff teams also have a lottery pick. So this lottery, to a degree, as long as they kept the pick, and thank God they did, the 0.4% chance of it going to the Memphis Grizzlies did not come to fruition. I was a little bit nervous about that this morning for some reason here. Um I'm glad to see that they keep their pick. So this is Lanyap in a sense, right? This is something that is almost like a bit of an unexpected surprise. It's just a little something that can kind of help put them over the edge. And I spent more time talking about it in yesterday's show. This is a team that needs to try and find a way to build sustainable success. It is not easy to build a long-term winner in a small market like New Orleans. And this team is about to get really expensive. They're about six and a half million, give or take, you know, from the luxury tax this year. And that's factoring in who they drafted the eighth, that salary in there. They have that full non-taxpayer mid-level exception of, you know, almost $10 million. But if you use all that one, it hard caps you and then puts you into the luxury tax. And I'm sure they would like to avoid that sort of situation. Well, Avoiding the tax in the future is easier said than done, but it helps when you have a cost-controlled guy. I don't have the rookie scale salary in front of me. Maybe someone can 
pull it um, and, and say it in the chat. But what is the eighth pick owed this year, next year, over the next four years? You can look this up. It's on a rookie scale deal. That is a real cheap guy to have going forward. And so New Orleans can build a lot of this sustainable success that they want to have because at one point CJ won't be the CJ McCollum we know and love. He's eventually going to need to kind of maybe be pushed out the door to a certain degree, but that's not for like three years from now before we even start considering that. And you look to try and get a salary off then, well, you need someone to replace that guy. And a cheap starter with the eighth overall pick is definitely something you can do. I often view the draft differently than very many other people. A lot of people just want to go best player available and high upside, and I disagree with that to a certain degree. All guys that are just going to contribute and help you win right now, which is what the Pelicans have been looking to do, win now the past couple of years. That's why I was really high on a guy like Sadiq Bey. You knew he was going to contribute very well his first two years in the league. I would have drafted him over Kyra Lewis Jr. with that 13th pick that they had. And this guy who can go out and score 30 is one rookie of the month and things like that. Not the highest upside player. He's kind of probably peaking at a guy that he is right now. So useful player doesn't necessarily give you an all-star in the long run. Well, New Orleans is in position to try and get a guy that is an all-star in the long run because they don't have, say, a glaring need right now. When you look at the rotation, right, for the most part, it's it's set. You know, you're because you're also factoring in Zion coming back into this one. So there's needed roles, but not necessarily like, oh man, we need a guy that can play right away. Because I don't think anyone they draft, even if it was in the top four, was going to get 20 to 30 minutes per game right off the bat. Jose's still going to get minutes, right? You're going to see those guys get their minutes. Trey Murphy is in line for a bigger role this season. So there weren't a ton of like glaring needs. So what New Orleans can do, I think, in this position is think three, four, five, six, seven years down the line with the guy that they're going to draft. If there is someone that you think is going to take three years of work, well, you can draft them. And knowing that you have time to put those three years in with them to be able to go uh, develop them to be an all-star level guy and not put too much pressure on them right away. So you are in position to be able to go with the highest ceiling player available. I think that's a good spot to be in. I'm approaching this draft from the Pelicans' perspective different than I've approached it in the past couple of years because while they are in win-now mode, they're set up to be pretty well to be able to do that, and it's not like you need to draft a starter in the next year or two. You can have some patience with this guy. The eighth pick is a perfect place to do that. The pressure on them becoming an all-star and great right away, not really there. It's... A guy that you can think about for the future. And so when David Griffin talks about sustainable success, I see the chat. I'm not able to like look at it and take it all in here right now. But again, I appreciate you all being here with me. This is really cool to see. We almost got 200 people in here, which is great for a live stream show. So this is a whole lot of fun. Um, so I think it's a great position for the Pelicans to be in. I'm excited about it. Look, not falling was cool. Going chalk and basically staying eight. I dig it. That's only a good thing for New Orleans. This was ending up being a good day. Eighth pick is a good spot to be in, I think, in this draft. So coming up next, though, what could they do with it, right? We just kind of went over that part, but I think there's more to it. And let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Athletic Greens AG1. I actually drank some of this before doing this show. 
AJ1s is a product I've started using literally every single day. And I started taking AJ1 because look, I've been trying to be healthier this year. I want better gut health, more energy and optimized immune system. And I just don't have time to take a ton of pills, vitamins and other supplements. I just needed something that was easy that also just tasted good. I don't want something that's absolutely terrible. Now that I've been using Athletic Greens AG1 for a couple months, I dig it. I just put in another order for another tin of it. I think it's awesome. It's super easy, right? It's just one scoop and a cup of water per day. That's it. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens to start your day, right? And it's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, basically... All of the things. I take this first thing in the morning. I have my coffee, then I drink this. And it supports better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity. It's the one thing with the best things. They use constant iterations to make sure that this is the best thing for you. And it's a small micro habit with big benefits. AG1 is one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And they have over 7,000 five-star reviews. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Again, just one scoop and a cup of water per day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen today and every day. Although I guess if you're listening live right now, it might be your second listen. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about the show, subscribe, and leave a five-star review with a comment. And one thing you can always do if you really want to help promote the show and is if you are watching it on YouTube, just comment. Just say hi. Anything you do, more comments on the videos, the better. It takes like seconds to be able to do here. Um, I appreciate simply Tyler Vods there saying everyone like the video. I see a lot of the regular listeners in here. I know a lot of your names on YouTube from seeing everything. So very, very cool here to see everyone joining me. This is fun. We can probably start doing these more often too, I think in the future, now that I've finally got it like set up to be able to do this. So let me know in the comments right now. Who's the guy you want the Pelicans to take with the eighth pick? Say you've got Benedict Mather in there. Say you've got um, is it Keegan there too. AJ Griffin, some of those there. Who do you want the Pelicans to take with the eighth overall pick? If you want them to trade it, I see someone saying that in there too. Yes, please tell me if you want to see them trade it because that's what we're going to talk about here in this segment. Also, by the way, while setting this up, I have not actually seen the actual, the actual draft lottery order. Um, so it's Orlando, OKC, Houston, and Sacramento. That's good for Orlando. They they really needed that. Orlando is a team that really needed a. I'm praying. I see T. Loomfield. I'm praying on Sharp falling. I, I don't think he's gonna fall. I think he's a lock for the fourth or fifth pick. I don't see Shaden Sharp going past five. I've talked about that one a little bit here a lot recently. Um, Orlando really needed this win. Like, who is their kind of blue chip prospect they were going to build around, right? They haven't had kind of the guy, the centerpiece of their team. OKC was kind of in that boat for a little bit. They also now kind of can find their third guy alongside uh, Shea and um, Josh Giddy. And if they didn't have Giddy as good as he was last year, they would have been like desperate to get this. Sacramento jumping to four, like, eh, whatever. They're going to screw that up probably. And Houston, yeah, they needed a top four pick desperately too. So that was, I think overall, that's kind of 
not bad for a top four for like teams that actually need it, which means I probably would have liked more chaos and not specifically. Look, if if for, I see you see Garrett, if Orlando's going to get another center, like they 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 don't have the center to build around just yet. It's certainly not Mo Bamba. The Kings need anything really. I think they need more wings than than anything else here. So very cool to see everyone in the chat. Keep saying hi in there. Keep talking with me here. I'll keep trying to look at this and answer questions here. One thing I do want to say, and I saw someone say this, right? It's that the Pelicans maybe could trade this. I don't think that's the smartest thing to do for the reasons I just outlined in the first segment and in yesterday's show as well, right? I think this is a move where you finally can think about the real long-term about this team. How many... The entire Del Debs tenure, right? There was never long-term thinking. It was like, what's the next step right in front of us? And that's it. And I am very excited that the Pelicans can finally think a little bit long-term. Again, thank you to the Lakers. And thank you to potentially the Futures with the Lakers. They had the option for a pick swap next year and the Lakers' unprotected 2024 pick. And that Lakers roster is a bit of a mess right now. So... I think New Orleans can finally start to think about the long-term something. And I don't know if they've really ever, ever been able to do. So I like using the pick for that reason alone, I think could be a really important thing. But there is potential they trade it. And the eighth overall pick is a decently attractive asset, especially because we do think there's some high upside guys available at Eight, and I've seen you throw some of the names out there, although this doesn't let me scroll very easily for some reason here. Um, So I'm sure you guys are throwing the names in the chat of guys that you think they could end up taking. Let me also pull as I'm doing this live, and I should have probably had this up before my NBA big board here because I do have that. So we can look at some of the guys that are potentially going to be available. Yeah, Matherin, Keegan Murray, AJ Griffin, Jeremy uh, Sohan, Dyson Daniels could be in there too. Johnny Davis potentially. Um, So there's some really good options there at eight, which might mean a team falls in love with that. And if you can fleece him in a deal, and David Griffin has done a very good job of that recently, I've got to give him his credit after being kind of hard on him for a number of years, I think they could could kind of dangle that eighth pick to get a proven guy, really kind of go all in now. I don't think you do that unless it's a significant difference maker. Like, I don't know if I would have considered, say, at the deadline of guys who were moved, trading the eighth overall pick for a guy like Derek White from San Antonio. Good player, but not probably the guy that you look to try and get with the eighth overall pick. I need something more significant than that. But it's an option, right? Because they definitely see a window open right now for New Orleans. And who knows what's going to happen with the Phoenix Suns with that whole DeAndre Ayton situation. Potentially, you could include it in a trade for him if they're intent on letting him walk and he doesn't get a max deal, though someone I think is going to get a max deal. And I don't think we really need to spend any time talking about eight and two New Orleans here. But you also, and I see a lot of you all saying this, trade up, right? Is there potential to trade up to, say, Detroit for the fifth overall pick? I'm not sure. Like, I really don't know that you could trade up into the top four. I think you could potentially trade with Indiana, to the sixth pick, but then you're just moving up two spots. And I don't know at that point, unless there's a guy you absolutely have to get, if like Shaden Sharp's there at six, I'd probably ask them about that and what you could do to try and make that a thing. 
But I don't know if trading up into the top four, given that all of those teams kind of need somebody, is very, very realistic. Sacramento, maybe at four, is a team you could look at, and we'll probably discuss that more in its own show. They want to win now, and Matt George was on our Locked On NBA Live show talking about how the Kings, he's heard dude's pretty connected to the organization is looking to try and trade that pick so could you but what are you going to include what, what player are you going to include with the eighth overall pick and it's not Devonte graham to go and get you know that fourth pick from the sacramento kings and i think that's the problem right like they make sense there but I don't know if that's the move that is actually going to be able to happen. Who on the Pelicans roster are they going to really want and go, okay, we'll trade down four spots and you give us this useful player. Who's New Orleans going to give up? Who would they want? I'm not really sure if there is an option there for it to make a lot of sense. And I think they're probably pretty happy picking at the fourth. They're they're not going to trade for Jax. That's not going to happen. I see that in the comments. I don't know if teams really want to take a chance on him knowing that you're going to have to pay him. If he had an extra year, maybe, but that's not really the case. You could use the future picks, I think, but I think they're looking to trade that pick to try and win right now. Yeah, Garrett Temple, right? We can send him. He played there, didn't he? I believe. Um, So I don't know if trading up makes sense. I think I would like it for the right guy. I'm going to be really high on Sharp or Jay Nivey. I think those are the fourth and fifth picks in this draft in some order, and I wouldn't be shocked if it's Sharp and Ivy falls to five. I'd look to try and get there. I just don't think those teams are actively looking to move off. Here's the thing, though, right? This is a draft that's not the sexiest compared to, say, last year's or even next year's. I think some of these teams wouldn't mind being bad again to have a better shot at the number one overall pick, which is what, Wanamaker probably, where they would feel much better about taking him and that being the guy that you completely build around. And I think that's where this could get interesting. We were talking about this on the Locked On NBA Live show of, well, you know, is it easier to try and trade up or move off picks when... This isn't the best draft, and I think that adds to it. But if you look at the past couple of drafts, past three, four years, there's not a ton of picks um, overall that are one of the... A lot of the top five, six picks don't really get moved like that. And so I think that is right now kind of where New Orleans is. They're probably stuck at eight. If they trade it, they're probably trading it for an established guy, not going to draft anyone there. Um, All right, so... Let's get into your questions. I'll look at the chat more. That's going to be the whole third segment here. So we'll have like five to eight minutes or so coming up here next in today's episode. Live episode of Locked on Pelicans, which is really cool. I have props for the next live read, by the way. Um, You can probably hear me getting them ready. Um, All right. So before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Bilt Bar. I brought them with me on today. The birthday cake puffs. I'm actually going to be eating this right after the show. This thing basically tastes just like birthday cake frosting and birthday cake, except it's healthy for you. 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, 9 grams of sugar. The 9 grams of sugar is like on the higher end, and that's not a lot. If you go look at the smoothies or things like that that you can get that are supposed to be healthy, sometimes they have like 40 grams of sugar, which is absolutely terrible for you. And they have the same amount of protein as a Bilt Bar. You need a Bilt Bar, and it's so much better for you. But the Puff Bars, these are awesome. They're light. They're airy. They're protein-infused marshmallows, so they're healthy for you. They're like nothing you've ever had before. They are delicious. If you're going to eat a protein bar or you're looking to be a little bit healthier, you may as well eat the one that is the tastiest, like one of my favorite flavors that I dropped right here, the mint brownie. This thing is awesome. Tastes like mint chocolate ice cream. I've got the coconut 
uh, sorry, the coconut, the cookie dough chunk bar as well. I have tons of these. I think they are so awesome. So give them a try. Go to built.com. You can use promo code lock 15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code lock 15 for 15% off over at built.com. Most of the bars, 150 calories, 16 grams of protein, like four grams of sugar. They're awesome for you. Replace your candy bars, your snacky things with a built bar. Again, use promo code lock 15 for 15% off over at built.com. Today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans also brought to you by rockauto.com. I use this website all the time because I work on my cars. I can show you out the window there. I have a 76 Corvette that I actually just took the radiator out over this past weekend. I need a new one. I just ordered it from rockauto.com and it was so much cheaper than like anywhere else. Saved about $150 compared to those online chain stores or chain stores anywhere else. You don't want to go in there. They don't stock enough of what you need. If you work on your cards, you know you need specific parts, not things that might fit or things that could fit, things that do fit. And rockauto.com is absolutely going to do it. And they're going to save you time and money when you use rockauto.com. So don't choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Honda Odyssey Fuel Pump, the example they have here, 353 from a chain store, 216 from rockauto.com. Family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet, which I actually need to order for that car too. And they have it, which is really cool. Plus a radiator anything you might need um, I get all my parts there so go explore their easy to use website today and it really is easy go to rockauto.com right now see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked down in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com all right thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen today and every day and maybe some of you are listening twice today and I appreciate that if you ever want to support the show subscribe Tell a friend, right? This is going to be a fun Pelican season. Make him clued in. We all have that friend who's like an idiot when it comes to the team. I have them, right? And they text me crazy things. It gets a little bit annoying, doesn't it? Make sure your friend is knowing what's going on around the team. We're here Monday through Friday. We've never stopped. It's the off season. It's one of the biggest days here. How many shows weren't doing anything today? It's one of the biggest days of the year. Why are they not there for you? We are here Monday through Friday, even in the offseason. There will be a part where we're down to three days a week, but it won't be very long. So, yes, we are here Monday through Friday, breaking it all down. Subscribe, tell a friend about the show. Comment, 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 whether that's leaving a five-star review with a comment or on YouTube as well. Uh, one day, I'll get a... I've tweeted out a picture of the car. I see old Baldy. Um, I've, I've tweeted it out before. It's a 76 red Corvette. Um, which is pretty fun. So the Pels draft Shaden Sharp at eight. Yes, if he is there. So this whole segment right now, make some time just to hang out and talk with with all of you here. Um, if Shaden Sharp's there at eight, I absolutely take him. I just don't think he will be there. I don't think he's there at all or anything like that. Uh, Benedict Matherin. Um, yes, Cox Internet allowing. Benedict Matherin. I've said, like, I took him at eight in a... Mock draft we did for the Lockdown Network. I think he's going to potentially... I think he will be there, available at 8. He's a pretty solid guy, right? What I... Um, Benjamin Borda says, Jake, would you trade down to 10 to swap Devontae Graham for KCP? Like, no. I don't think... So here's the thing with the Devontae Graham situation. I don't... I, he's nothing special, right? Like, I don't think he's that good of a player. Useful, but he did not live up to giving up a pick for him and they could have traded for him or could have signed him without a he was a restricted free agent right and charlotte didn't seem like they wanted to match they didn't need to do a sign and trade um for for him though he's not a huge contract that's going to limit them a ton so i think overall 
they don't need there's no desperation to move him so I don't think you need to get off of that deal I think it's someone that you could move later on if you needed to without needing to trade down um, and I don't love KCP so I don't think they need to do anything dr- dramatic to try and get off of that Devonte Graham contract I'm sure they wouldn't mind to but I don't think they're actively looking to do that and feel like they have to do that um, so I don't think when it comes to that um uh, I don't think any trade involving Jackson Hayes or Graham and the 8th is going to help them move up. I don't really think that those guys have any value around the league. I did a whole show on Jackson Hayes. Go listen to that one if you if you haven't. The biggest thing is, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving him a massive four-year deal. Would you? You're all here right now with me. Would you feel comfortable giving Jackson Hayes, call it $12 million annually? So, four years, $48 million? I don't know if I would feel comfortable with anything like that right now. Um, so I think that is going to scare teams off from doing it, knowing that you're you're trading for him, you're giving up an asset, and then you've got to pay him. Uh, fourth or fifth, it doesn't matter. It's the kind of idea of trading up. Temple and Graham and the pick for Brogdon is probably not going to happen. I see that one thrown out in there too. I didn't see who Tuman Hamilton said that. No, I don't think that's going to be, it's going to really happen much. Um, I don't, I don't think include those guys are negative assets. So I think you've got to kind of include that with the, with the trades that you're going to do that. I do think Jackson Hayes could be better with Zion out there. I do think he is, um, and Stevenson says this, I do think he is a guy that uh, fits and projects to be a really good center alongside Zion. I was really high on that with him ta- being taken with the eighth overall pick. Um, <laughs> y'all know we're going to be getting the best human being. Of course, you know that David Griffin is going to expand on that a lot. Jalen Duran or um, Chai, I do think, are really interesting players for the the Pelicans that they could kind of go after. Um you know, uh, Ochai Baji, you know, really came on his senior year. He's a guy that I have 15th overall, but like it, it wasn't consistent in the three years before that. And his shooting got worse as the season went on this year. So it makes me a little bit worried about that potentially. I, I, I just don't see using this pick on a guy like Jalen Duran. You know, he's a great rim protector. He's got a big wingspan at 7'5", good feet down low. He can defend on the perimeter a little bit. He's an excellent interior scorer, but he's not good off ball. He's not a good passer, and he's not a good shooter. And while there's a place for guys like that in the NBA, when you think about the Pelicans' needs, and tell me what you think the Pelicans' needs are in the comments here on YouTube, that doesn't scream that for me. Like, where does that guy fit in the rotation? It, you know, a guy that doesn't space the court whatsoever, that doesn't work well off ball. And I think that's something that it doesn't really excite me there at eighth overall. I think he's talented and actually going to have a nice role-playing career in the league. I just don't want to draft that overall at eight. Um, I see a lot of y'all saying you like Benedict Matherin. Yeah, I think he makes a lot of sense there. Keegan Murray, I think, is a plug-and-play guy that can give you quality minutes. I think he's got a lower ceiling than um, Jeremy Sohan does. And so, or sorry, uh, lower ceiling than Shaden Sharp does, but I think he's in the vein of Shaden Sharp. They kind of remind me of one another. I think that's interesting. You could go pure upside, which is probably Jeremy Sohan, right? Guy that has comps of Ben Simmons and... um, Draymond Green, that's another one we need. But more shooting, right? I'm seeing Jay Brown say we need a three-point shooter. DB says we need a three-point shooter with quality defense. Yes, I agree. I think shooting is important, right? 
That's one of the biggest things. Spacing in, in the playoffs became a little bit of an issue for New Orleans. So, yes, there are some things like that. Get the best defender available. Their defense wasn't bad in the second half of the season. So, I don't know if they need to go that way, right? Um, Ty Ty Washington is a guy that I have on my big board. I have him at 18th guard out of Kentucky. I see that there. Can we get... Okay, hold on. This is We're probably going to end on this because I'm almost 30 minutes and that's longer than what I want to do here. Slumdog says. Can we get Josh Hart back? No, he's under contract next year. It's a Portland team option, basically. Um, can't really do anything with that. And I don't think Portland's looking to let him go unless you want to trade the eighth overall pick for Josh Hart. And no, as much as I like him, I don't really want to do that. So, all right, that's where we're going to do it. Look, I see all your questions here. I'm going to go review all of these two at some point, and we are going to talk about these more in the coming weeks. We'll probably do another live show because this is actually pretty easy to do. And I like this. I like the interaction. So maybe we do these. I don't know if it'll be once a week, maybe once a week, but once every two weeks or so at the very least, we can do that in the offseason. Maybe we can get some guests on and kind of do it with them too, which would be a lot of fun as well. So that can be always an option here. Um, we need shooters. Who dat, who dat, daddy says that. Yeah, they need more shooters. Um, I'm not sure if Johnny Davis though is that shooter that I see someone saying there too. So all of your questions, I see you throwing up free agents too. We got a long off season. We don't need to do it all today. We're going to be talking about this. So it's going to be draft prod for the next couple of weeks. We'll get into free agency and sprinkle that in too. Maybe some guests, maybe some live shows. Thanks for joining me live on here. This was a lot of fun. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And on YouTube, you just hit a button. It takes like no time at all. Help support the show. Keep it free in five days a week for y'all. Five days a week. Again, this was one of the biggest days of the year. And I was right here for you all. Is everyone else? No. Um, so we're here Monday through Friday, still breaking it down, even in the off season. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Appreciate you all being here and I'll be back with y'all tomorrow.